Welcome to Undeniable Impact, the official podcast of the Undeniable brand. I'm Rhonda Berlino, a certified life business and stress management coach. This is the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about gaining badassery from breakthroughs, mastering stress management, and rocking some resilience that supercharges your impact in every area of life. Making an undeniable impact is being your most empowered, unstuck, and unstressed self, creating expansive income and impact for generations. Now that's a legacy play, my friends. So let's get started. My guest today is Matt Myers. Matt is a portrait artist based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who believes that the art of creating amazing images starts with the experience. He believes that each client is unique and deserves to have a session tailored to make them feel special. The experience he creates is carried over into amazing effort called So Many Angels, It's a nonprofit he founded late in 2017, whose mission is to provide hope, inspiration, and encouragement to child warriors battling cancer so that they can become whoever and whatever they want to be when they grow up. This is an inspiring conversation. I'm so happy to have met Matt, an angel himself, I'm telling you, and quite an artist. And these children become more than a sick child and get to feel like superheroes and like their favorite dancer or whatever it is. It's just an astounding conversation. I can't wait for you to listen to it. So let's get started. Matt Myers on the Undeniable Impact podcast. So many angels, so many angels. So Matt is the founder of So Many Angels. And basically, uh, he's an award-winning photographer, but I think he's a pretty award-winning spirit, got to (laughs) say. Got some tenacity there, especially today with the recordings. So anyway, so Matt, so sorry. So sorry about our technical issue. Um, Tell the people again for me how you got started in So Many Angels and really what impact it's had on your life. First of all, thanks for having me, Rhonda. I appreciate it very much, allowing me to tell the story of the kids and and how we got started. Uh, so a few years ago, when I lived in Delaware, I was photographing a Make-A-Wish event, and I was not working for Make-A-Wish. I was just uh, hanging out and trying to get them some photos they could use for future future events and uh, the winery that where the event was held. Uh, but the speaker at the event uh, had her wish granted about 20 years previously. And when she was 13, 14 years old, she was a total Miami beach girl, grew up on the beach. And her wish was of course to go snow skiing. Mm -hmm. And they got her and her family, a cabin halfway down the mountain. They skied out in the morning, skied in at night. But the thing that stuck with me is she said for that week, I was not sick. Right. And just, it triggered something in my mind. How can I use photography to, help somebody, help anybody. And around that same time, a friend of mine had posted a picture of his son dressed up in a superhero costume. And I saw it on Facebook. It wasn't, his son was not sick or anything, but it it clicked 
in my head to something it triggered something that said, you know, what can we do for kids? I know a lot of photographers. I know a lot of editors that can do real fancy stuff in Photoshop. And how could we make this a thing for these kids that are battling cancer or, or serious illness at the time? We didn't know which direction we wanted to go. We have kind of focused change focus onto kids with cancer only at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may change down the road, but right, right now that's, that's who we're concentrating. on. Right. So do they actually dress up in the costumes or do you Photoshop it on them? They absolutely dress up. We want them to <laughs> bring their costume and we want them to play the part. We want them to become Superman or Iron Man or a princess when they get that dress on, when they get that costume on, when they, you know, Kyle's a, a Jedi. So when he gets his lightsaber out, he becomes a Jedi. And we want to capture that spirit when they're acting like Superman, when they're, uh, you know, when they're dressed like Clark Kent and they peel that shirt and that jacket off and they, they Oh my gosh, super, that's you know, amazing. Superman. The one that I'm thinking of right now is Maddox. He came in dressed in his little spectacles and he just, he looked like <laughs> Clark Kent and then off with the, off with the, you know, the shirt and the jacket and the tie. And he had a Superman costume underneath and he, he became Superman. He transformed in, into Superman from Clark Kent. That was just watching those little mini transformations happen is it's amazing. Do you have to help the kids find a superhero or or do they often come with that? Like, no, no, this is, this is, if I was going to be a superhero, this is what I would be. Yeah. If a lot of times they will have a costume because it's either from Halloween last year or uh, (laughs) they'll just have it in general. Um, but if they if they cannot find a costume, we'll, we'll figure something out. It, it's you know not something we promote because there's no way that we can have 500 costumes of Captain America in 15 different sizes, and it, just the logistics prevent that. And it's and it's kind of if they want to show up in their costume, that's okay too because you know I, I want to get that text or that message from the mom who takes a picture of the princess dressed in her princess outfit, sleeping in bed, because that little girl did not want that day to end. And she Aww. wanted to keep that costume on. So that, that's kind of what I want. You know, it, it's, it hasn't happened a lot. It's happened a few times. But, you know, we hear this is the best day ever. And that's kind of cool that we can play a big part in these kids' lives like that. And you present them with a canvas, right? So that they, get, they have a, a memory of that particular day. Yeah, when we photograph the kids, we photograph them against a plain background, whether it's a green screen, a white backdrop, a black, whatever it is. And the parents kind of know what they're going to get because they've seen our other photos, but they're seeing just the costume in the background. So when they get the canvas, usually we tell them it's going to be three to four weeks. We hopefully get it there quicker, uh, but depending on how busy we are and how many editors we have at the time, it just depends. So we get, we send them the canvas and then they, you know, hopefully are wowed by that. And then the biggest decision for them is the, which room they're, they're going to hang the canvas in. (laughs) That's amazing. So we talked earlier about, about the identity um, that's boring in terms of the kids. And I think you, you have a story about one of the kids that, or maybe the parent that just said, I just wanted one day that I wasn't that I didn't feel sick or that I wasn't identified. Tell me that story. Yeah, yeah basically that's um, when I when I had the idea, when I watched that 
the woman speak about her experience with Make-A-Wish 20 years ago, it was kind of like, you know, for that day, she wasn't sick. She was distracted. Or for that week when, when they went snow skiing, she wasn't sick. She was so distracted by living her normal life or better yet, a normal life, uh, because, you know, her, her sickness prevents her from leading a normal, normal. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I see with these families is when, uh, you know, when Cole has to go to treatment, the rest of his family, you know, his sister has to go to soccer practice, to cheerleading practice, a brother has to go to baseball practice. Their lives don't always stop. But if, if they, if their sibling is fighting cancer, sometimes their lives do stop. Sometimes minimum of one parent has to quit their job just to go to the treatments and, and just help their kid get better. And, you know, sometimes both parents have to quit. Sometimes they have to move. Uh, there's just so much that goes on that I wasn't really aware of until I started doing this. And it's just to see the smiles on these kids' faces when we do these events, when we when they get their canvas and we get that picture from the parents of them holding the canvas, it's kind of like that's their that's their stage. That's their that's their time not to be sick because even though the kids have cancer, that's really not who they are. They don't want to be yeah. tagged with that label. Oh, there's the kid with cancer because that's it's not fair. It's not it's not right for a six year old. It's not right for anybody. But well, there's no hope. In there's, yeah. if, I mean, really, you kind of rob them of hope. You're like, OK, so if you identify me as that, then I that's all that I am. I think it happens to we humans when we're in a season of our life. If it's difficult or whatever, we tend to just assume that identity and forget all the rest that's around us. And I mean, if you're looking at cancer, that's it's consuming for a child and most of their family as well. So, so yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a huge gift that you can give by your, by your canvases. And I got to tell you guys, I saw you have to follow Matt Myers on let's, did I see it on Facebook or did I see it on uh, Instagram? I'm trying to put it everywhere, but it's mostly probably on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere and everywhere. There's these three pictures, and the one that stands out to me is the one that's Captain America, the most adorable like ever. The kid is completely empowered by that suit, and it shines through your pictures. I mean, it it's not just it's not just a picture; it is an empowerment. And I mean, they get that canvas. I think that's just so amazing that they get that canvas, and the child gets to go. That's right. That's me. I mean. They have the suit. I mean, and I think too, to the point where we were talking about, you know, like you outfitting people, I think the suit, whatever the costumes are that kids pick, they identify with that. And so there's a part of them that goes, oh yeah, take this cancer. Never mind. Watch this. Today, <laughs> I'm Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, I think the kid you're talking about was Alec and we actually, lost him last year, last November. Ah. Uh, he was, he was one of the calendar kids last year. And along with Charlie, they both passed away. They were both in the calendar. They both passed away within about 18 hours of each other. And wow. it kind of hits you and it, it kind of tears at you a little bit. And it's like, wow, this is difficult. But then I think, you know what, this is nothing to me on the difficulty scale compared to what their family is going through. Absolutely. And some of the first things I thought about was when we photographed Alec, 
we were walking through, it was in St. Louis, walking through the hotel back to my suite where we had a whole studio set up basically. And we're walking through the hotel and he's got his heart machine in his backpack that never left his side because the treatments that these kids go through it, you know, it can maybe make the cancer go away for a little bit for a long time, but there's also a huge chance that it's going to damage your heart, your liver, everything else. But if you want to get to that point, we've got to get the cancer out first. So it's kind of, you know, the decisions that the parents have to make for this is, is heart rendering also. But what I remember about Alec telling me this is he was like, this is the XP 2935. And this is my art machine. This is better than the last one. And it's because he wasn't thinking about the fact that he might never go on a first date, that he might never drive a car, that all the things that the adults think where we're so busy worrying about what they won't do. They're too busy trying to do things and live their best life as, as it is, as it's presented to them. Some of these kids are just so much more mature and they just feel like they're in the place where they're supposed to be. It's not the best place, but what other choice do they have? They can't change the cards they've been dealt. So they go ahead and play those cards. And, and I've learned so much in the three years we've been doing this from these kids that they I actually stole the line from one of the parents. She said they provide hope, inspiration, and encouragement to these kids and to the families. And I'm like, I am so using that because I can think that all I want. But until I hear the families tell me that and share that about what we do, it's only a wish for me. But when they say that, you know, we are providing hope and inspiration and encouragement, that's actually what the kids are giving me on my end. So if we can feed them off each other and we can both give back and forth like that, then uh, how can how can we not do what we're doing and continue and, and just expand that? Right. So we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but I mean, how could the community support you so you can do more of that? How can we help you do that? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, we just share what we're doing on social media, make sure more eyeballs see it. Uh, right now I am based in Pittsburgh and we're kind of staying regional at this point, unless I go to a photography conference where a bunch of my friends will be. We do hope to expand and, and get some different chapters going in different regions. But right now with wow. COVID, we just don't know where that stands. What we would really appreciate is, uh, is donations like, like many nonprofits and, uh, a lot of nonprofits have been down this year. A lot of people have been down this year. So it's very understandable. Uh, what we would kind of like is a national partner uh, to help us get to that point where, you know, I don't think we're going to be ready to be Make-A-Wish next year. I would like to be right. mini Make-A-Wish maybe in three or five years. But at this point, you know, we will we will need to get uh, some financial backing from a from a larger partner, from a national partner, maybe. But at this point, we're we're just trying to grow it the right way, and whatever that is, sometimes it feels like I'm just along for the ride. And three months yeah. from now, I'll say, wow, how did this happen? Sometimes I look back and say, wow, we photographed 103 kids. That's amazing. The next second, I'm thinking we've only photographed 103 kids. Right. More. So it, it's it's a double-edged sword. Like I think we've come a long way, and it's kind of like two years since this year's kind of been, you know, put on hold. <laughs> 
Yeah. But it's, yeah, it, it's kind of like, you know, how have we done so much in such a short period of time, but I know where I want to go with this and how do we get there because we haven't done much at all. So it, it's, it's just, you feel like you're just beginning because you know that you could yeah. do so much more. And I understand that you were just awarded the humanitarian of the year award. Yeah, it's professional photographers of America, which runs the, if not the largest, one of the largest conferences called Imaging USA. They run that each January and it's kind of the kickoff to the photography event season. And uh, they notified me a couple of weeks ago that I got the humanitarian of the humanitarian award for 2021, which kind of blew me away. They do not award that every year. And it kind of blew me away because of, you know, we're not going down this on this episode, but imposter syndrome and this oh, and that. Of course. How do I, I deserve this when there's so many other people? But you know what? If it gets me to photograph one more family by getting that award, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. Hey, I won, even though it's we, all the people that are helping me out and all the editors and all the other photographers right. and all the, all the partners that we do have that help us with the printing, that help us with the calendars. Right. Every little bit along the way, those are those are the actual angels. The names, so many angels, are all the people helping me, helping us get to the next level, photographing more kids. It's not necessarily so many angels as the kids were were photographing. If you want to think that, that's okay too, as long as you think about <laughs> the kids. But but basically, it's so many angels. Like I said, I'm kind of I feel like I'm on this big ship, and I know where I want to go, or I think I know where I want to go. But it's kind of like God pushes the boat this way a little bit. He pushes it that way a little bit, gives us a big burst of super fuel. Every once in a while, we've run out of fuel. No emails get returned. No calls get returned. And, it, you know, I get a little dejected. It's like, okay, yeah. what's going on? But at the same what's time, the message for me? that's it. it. It's like it'll happen when it's ready to happen. It's frustrating. But also, you have to make things happen, which is why I want to talk to people and spread what we do. and have other people share a message if they're willing to also. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I, I can't help thinking um, when I heard you won the humanitarian award, I was like, I think it's a message to you, Matt, that you're in the right spot. I think it's a message to you directly to you that says, chin up, keep going, chin up. <laughs> this Thank is you. a big and thing. It's funny because I, I, explain to people I'm, I'll be 55 in February and it took me 50 years to figure out why I'm here on earth. And I'm not bitter about that because there's 7 billion people who may never figure that out. Yeah. And I feel lucky that, you know, God's basically said, this is it. This is why you're here. And, you know, I, I would kind of wonder sometimes, yeah, I never have kids, but now I kind of have a lot of kids and that's kind of a cool thing when, you know, you don't have to pay for their food and you don't have to pay for, you know, anything. You have enough energy. You have enough energy to be there for a specific way to lift them, to lift them while they're lifting others. Cause you know, that's what's happening, right? The stories are lifting other people are bringing hope. I mean, it's heart wrenching. I can hardly imagine trying to keep a straight face while I'm filming them, you know, like putting up, I can't imagine because they just have to be such amazing, amazing humans. But I mean, the name of this podcast is undeniable impact. And 
the deal for me is I believe without question that each one of us has an impact, a reason we're here on the planet. And that's undeniable. And it will be seen. You will see that through as soon as you find it. And I'm with you, Matt. I mean, I'm actually, I'm 10 years older, older than you. <laughs> Took me a little bit longer than you to figure it out. But really, all of us, all of us telling our stories, all of us doing what our heart is drawn to, that thing inside you that will not be denied is a thing we must, we must pay attention to. Giving it attention, it's going to be the best thing you ever did. And, you know, I think there's also something to be said about not actually keying in on this identity that, oh, I'm supposed to do this thing. I'm supposed to be this, whatever this, I'm supposed to be a photographer. I'm supposed to be, I mean, I have a 20-year corporate career in business development, in personal development, coaching. 20 years. Really, it was just to build businesses in real estate. That was, I thought, I thought I was doing the thing I was supposed to be doing until it actually almost did me under. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, were you, oh, I'm sorry, God, were you trying to say something to me? I mean, <laughs> there's something else, you know, so we kind of have to get out of our own way. But in this case, the undeniable impact that you've made, I'm so proud of you as a human being. I really am. Thank you so much. I'm going to, I'm going to, Tell one little quick story. Also, um, we were photographing a little girl. She was dressed like a doctor and she had a little baby doll with her. Oh. I, I clicked first and I clicked one picture and then she starts reaching into her pocket and she pulls out a little plastic syringe and she starts kind of giving her baby chemo. And that was one of the times when I, I just lost it because that's normal to her. She's a three-year-old girl and that's a normal, that's what a normal kid does with a baby doll is give her chemo because that's what she knows. And I, I just lost it because it's, I know these kids go through some things that you wouldn't want anybody to go through, but the fact that that's her normal, that's why I like to say, you know, we want to give them a normal, normal, you know, we want to give them what their friends do. Uh, but they are not always able to do that because they, they have to stay away from their friends when they're in treatment sometimes because it crushes their immune system. And, you know, it's it just, just things like that are, are, I don't know. It's just, you know, but they, like I said, they inspire me so much that, uh, you know, hopefully telling their stories and their messages might inspire somebody else to like we talk about during class, get a little hope out there, help one person each day. And, you know, it, it's just, I almost feel guilty about how good it feels to help other people, not with just so many angels, because <laughs> I get that high, I get that yeah. high from helping others. And, and it's just amazing that it feels that good. Why wouldn't you want to do that more? And that that's, I'm pretty lucky that I found something that does give me those feelings. And pretty damn smart to pay attention to that, because we are, as human beings, we are we are hardwired to care for one another. And that's one reason that's proof. It's proof of that. We're hardwired to handle difficult circumstances, right? We're hardwired to, to handle crisis. But the other part of our brain often gets in the way and 
you know, our own intelligence probably gets in the way too. But so when you come back to that, this is how it makes me feel. Man, feeling is healing. It is. There's no question. So a big man such as yourself, you don't like feelings. Are you kidding? You're you're talking feelings. Um, That's like, it doesn't happen all the time. I, I, I feel bad sometimes for men who think that they have to always be the strength and they hold all that. And, and I mean, for anybody who feels like the vulnerability is the weakness when in absolute fact, it is the strength. So thank you so much for bringing your strength to us today. Tell people where we can find you. Cause I know we have so many angels.org. Is that the main, uh, that's, that's the main website. We are on Facebook, So Many Angels. I think there's a one after that, but if you type in So Many Angels, it'll pop up. Uh, same thing with Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. My information, I guess, Matt Myers, the last name is M-E-I-E-R-S. Probably not a whole lot of Matt Myers is out there. <laughs> and I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so I'm around. We're you're around. Ready, and Matt is open for collaborations. Anything, if you're listening to this podcast and you think, you know, I bet I could help with canvases. I bet I could help with costumes. I bet I could help with travel. I bet I could help with whatever. If that is on your heart right now, I want you to reach out to Matt or to me (laughs) and let's get this going. Right. So I can't imagine. I can see you like sitting next to Marlo Thomas. You know, like sitting there with all those kids, you know, in their celebration of the last chemo treatment or whatever that they do. The work is not for the faint of heart. I know that. And I, I just can't say enough how much I appreciate that you do that because if it were me and I couldn't bring the joy and I couldn't find an identity because I was too sick to do anything in my life except feel like this sick kid man god sent you you're yeah. one of those angels dude that's it <laughs> there you go not only did i give you permission <laughs> permission to be a softie but i made you an angel there you have it anyway so matt we will talk again thank you for dealing with the technical difficulties that happens it happens on this and my camera wouldn't connect for 20 minutes leading up to this so <laughs> it happens Gotta love it though. All right, Matt, take care of yourself. Everybody out there, don't forget to be undeniable. You're here for a reason and that reason will not be denied. So stop fighting it and let's just get this. You're here to make an undeniable impact and I'm here to help. Thanks so much to all of you. We'll talk soon. Thanks again, Robin. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, my friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're ready to go to another level, get your performance to another level without risking your health and your relationships. Don't forget to go to theundeniablebrand.com. Let me be your coach. Let me spend the first of each month with you, giving you a personal development seminar. Let me help you get unstuck, break through your emotional blocks, find your real clarity, your real passion, and your purpose and then implement the habits you know you need to implement. So change your life by getting a coach to give you some expert guidance specific to your desired outcome. And listen, you're here for a reason. You got as far as you could get. You're here. You achieve so much in your life. 
But to go to another level requires another level of mindset, another level of discipline, and another level of direction and community and consistency. You have an undeniable drive. So let's get it healthy, fully producing on your terms. And that's what my coaching program is all about. So book a free clarity session at theundeniablebrand.com. And hey, we'll see you on the next episode of Undeniable Impact. Be well.